Hello and welcome to We're Listening, the podcast all about Frasier. I'm Will. I'm Kay. And this week we're looking at Season 4, Episode 5, Head Game, in which Niles, taking on a lead role for this episode, forms an unlikely bond with a professional basketball player. Kay, do you have any superstitions? Um, not so much at the moment, but when I did exams at like uni and all that sort of thing, I would listen to the same playlist and do the same. Really? Routine. What sort of songs are on that playlist? Um, it was all, <laughs> it was like more like a workout playlist, like to get me sort of pumped up for the exam. So it would be like the Rocky soundtrack. Oh my God. Simply the best. Oh my um, God. Like, the, the Karate Kid song. I like, did this work. <laughs> I mean, I passed my exam. So I'm, well, there you go. I'm putting that down solely to the playlist. But honestly, <laughs> I'd be walking around my flat like beforehand, like a boxer sort of bouncing <laughs> on my feet. Like, you can do this. Like, you can do this. <laughs> so yeah, this is the same playlist. And then um, just sort of have like the same routine in the morning and things like that. So to the extent that that's a superstition, then yeah, mm. that. But nothing I'm like kind of old school rabbit's foot, four leaf clover, horseshoe. No, I've never, I didn't walk into the exam with like a rabbit's foot would be not. <laughs> I am, um, I mean, I I don't know if I, 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 when I had exams at school, um, at uni rather, I had this little stone that, um, that like, I remember buying it for like my mom or something years ago. It just says like love on it, but it's been like written kind of really, it's like etched really badly because it's obviously just some cheap trinket, but it's taken on sentimental value. And I think I, um, I had that in my pocket for every exam I did um, and passed them. So that went well. Then so, lost yeah, then, lo- then lost it on a night out, but then someone no. but then someone found it in the uh, in the halls that we were at before we went for the night out. So right, this has been an emotional roller coaster. Honestly, it was I was I was distraught when I thought it had vanished. Oh, um there was one other thing I was gonna say. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. But I was thinking about like Nadal and stuff. Like we'll get I mean, to that later. But Rafa is so superstitious. Yeah, he's like that. He gets his trainers and his bottles right, and his bags are perfect. And even like when he's like wiping the sweat, like he tweaks the nose. Then yeah, then the other ear. It's always yeah, like wanch, 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 wanch. Like it's just yeah, man, absolutely nuts. Yeah. But look how many Grand Slams he's won. And that so, is solely due to the superstition. He's actually he's, got no tennis ability. He has no talent, but like the gods really look favorably upon his uh, his many his many offerings. Um, right, bit of an issue for trivia corners week before we took ourselves in. We are recording this episode twenty four hours early, um, which means I haven't give Hamish and Corey enough time to collate the uh, the trivia and send it across to us. So they're going to send that later, and we're going to do a bumper trivia corner next episode hopefully but we have a few questions for each other um to keep us tidied over so do you want to do like a a back and forth one one let's go old school let's go old school man anyone who's been listening to this podcast since the beginning what a throwback (laughs) um you open do you want to can we go first okay so um before niles steps in who was due to replace Frasier? And I want the name of the actual presenter. Oh, not, no. not her stage name. I only know her stage <laughs> name. <laughs> Ma Nature. Um, yeah, yeah. Ma Nature is correct. Yeah. Uh, Ma Nature. Can, can I maybe can, can I tease some initials from you? HG. HG. Yeah. Like Wells, but not Wells. Um, like Wells. I'm going to say Harriet George. Harry George, a longtime friend of um, <laughs> Mr. Burling. Um, Mr. Burling. It is Helen Grogan. Helen Grogan. For God's sake. Okay, not got off to the best start here. <laughs> um, this is just this just like old times. Um, how many points per game did Reggie average during his peak? Well, I want to say, was it 20 points? Absolutely spot yeah. on. 20 points. Well applied. Um, okay, next up we've got. Um, when Martin is watching the Sonics on TV, yeah, who is their next game against? Oh man! I'll give oh, you a- oh, yeah. um, Utah. Yes, Utah. And yeah. if you want the full name, I think they are the Utah Jazz. Is the basketball team? Oh, I had no idea. I was wondering. I was going to go with the Utah Utopians. Oh, <laughs> like the Springfield Isotopes. <laughs> um, but yeah, Utah is exactly correct. Yeah, well oh man, not bad, not bad. Um, how many games has Reggie and his team lost in a row when he pleads with Knowles in the corridor? My instinct is six in a row. Oh, you are on fire today, oh, sir. Right. Six, it is indeed. <laughs> They're not calling me the Hacklemore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, next question. Yeah. Um, and I've written down the answer. I'm just making sure I've got the right question. Um, mm-hmm. But 
How many years has Niles been a psychiatrist for? Oh my god, I know exactly when he says it. It's when he's getting the sherry. Um, I think it's somewhere between fifteen and twenty. I think it's a it's a high teen. Um, I want to say sixteen. Well, yeah, it is sixteen. Ah! Kidding me? Yes. Yeah, god, when we're not doing normal trivia corner, there's something in the air, you know, what's happening? <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Last two, last one, well, last question for me. It's got two answers, but I think you'll get this. It's not, I don't think it's too hard. What are the two comforting objects from Niles' childhood? Oh. Oh man, maybe it was hard. Oh, I can remember the scene when he says it. Yes, um, this is great. <laughs> he's, he's, he's outside and he's talking to Reggie. Yeah, they're in the corridor. Um, I'm dribbling. Don't worry about your appearance. I love that line. Honestly, <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, what? Um, oh, geez, I've got. I've just drawn a blank. Um, I think. Oh, is it I, okay? One of them is like a copy of Middlemarch, I think, but I don't know. He says something like a dog, but I don't know what he says before the Middlemarch. That is enough for me. He says a dog-eared copy of Middlemarch. What's a dog-eared copy? Are you not familiar with that? That basically just means like a, a battered second-hand oh. copy. Like dog-eared when you don't, you know, you turn the top of the page over as a bookmark. Oh yeah, that's yeah. basically like dog-eared, a dog-eared book. Okay, I do that a lot as someone who, and as someone who owns a lot of books, like that seems very blasphemous to a lot of people. But if I can't be asked to find a bookmark, of which I have many, I'm just gonna do that. I do that a lot, and Shan gets really annoyed. She's like, "Why, why are you folding the pages?" I'm like, "Well." Yeah, Charles Ch- absolutely books. despises that as well. Like, if if you crack the spine of her books, like books she will not lend best. me most of her books because she's worried <laughs> that that's what will happen to them. And I'm like, you know what? You're right to worry about that. So let's just never borrow, never lend books to each other. Well, no, that's God. not true. I'll give her books, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, she cracks my books all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's another one, yeah. Yeah, there's another one. I'm just gonna go like really down the middle of the road and say like a. Uh, like a stuffed pet or a, like a stuffed animal thing. Stuffed animal? Is it? Stuffed animal is absolutely spot on. I think you've got every single one of my questions there. Did I get oh, two God. out of three for you? Uh, yes. If you want, I can give you a bonus question to see if you can... Play it on me, brother. <laughs> okay. According to Niles, what yeah. do people usually wear to basketball? He asks Roz if people are still wearing Ooh. this outfit. Oh my god, I, I must have zoned out. Is this the really funny line where she's like, if one wants to get one's ass kicked? Yeah, if one wants to get oh a crap my beaten out of God, one, yeah. I didn't know that was this episode. I completely blanked this. I think it says something about like um some kind of this is me thinking out loud, this is my answer. Some kind of jumper um tied jauntily or or something around the neck. Um I'm definitely giving it to you. Yeah, a white sweater jauntily tied around the neck. Oh my god. Is that what the KSC I've got jauntily, has it? A jauntily. Oh, jauntily. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Um, there you go, man. Thank you for the bonus. Gig. There you go. Well, and people fire. do not wear that to sports. That's a golfing thing, isn't it? Like that's a, that's what a golfer does. Yeah, I mean, you doesn't really feel appropriate for any that. other sport. I feel if you if you wear down that down the villa, some they're gonna start a chat about you. And oh it's not yeah, very pleasant. Yeah, I remember my brother like once. There was a guy kind of sitting in a, in, a, in a slight kind of section on his own there was a few empty seats around him he had like a camel skin coat on um and just an entire chorus of people calling him like a camel camel coat nonce or something just started ringing out like just a poor guy man he's just sitting there in his coat you know oh bless him you can't you can't, can't, can't... off the rack <laughs> <laughs> you just cannot legislate for how how cruel sports crowds can be in the uk i mean i remember someone being at a, a Wolves game with a mutual friend of ours and um there was someone wearing chinos and cue a chorus of chino wanker for like Honestly, 20 minutes. I feel like I feel like the tides have changed a bit in probably the 10 years since that happened. I think chinos are slightly more acceptable now. I feel like um, slightly are, but I'm maybe not, I'm not one down the football. When I say chinos, I mean like the design, not necessarily that classic chino colour. Um you remember that mustard colour that everybody oh, had? That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, those are some those are some peak days. Um, shall we hop ourselves into the review key? Yeah, let's do it, mate. What was the animation, please? Was it just the classic red light? Yes, it was. Am I right in thinking this was the the not the no not the pilot? I feel like this is in like one of the first three episodes. It definitely um, is. I I always associate this with the pilot. 
Yeah, and I associate with season one in a big yeah. way. Obviously, we know season one had a very limited number, well, like at, three or four. At the very least, I associate it with disc one of season one. Yes, that, I like, love this. this I, lo- right I love, I love, I like really kind of vague musings on the animations. Like, oh, am I right in thinking this was here or that was there? Neither of us have any answers, but it's part of the, it's part of the fun, of the magic that is us. Um, Aspen is mentioned now because Fraser's going to a conference. Um, is it his first ever conference or something from the way the conversation's going? I think it is. I think he's basically never gone to any of the others before because they weren't in Aspen. They weren't in Aspen, yeah. yeah. I mean, what, um, what do you know about Aspen in terms of pop culture? I what? know, like, skiing, and there's a lot of episodes where people go skiing in Aspen and stuff. I don't, yeah. I thought it was a timeshare thing in Aspen that they do Prob- a lot of timeshare sales. I and bet stuff there like probably that. is quite a bit of that happening. I, yeah. I know it mostly from Dumb and Dumber. Um, oh, wow. That's where they they've got to go um, on like their little road trip, um, which I just think is a fantastic film, a classic. Could, am, am I right in thinking that this episode was put together rather quickly because uh, Kelsey was unavailable? Uh, I I wouldn't know, but that makes a lot of sense considering I, he's obviously not in it because he's elsewhere. My understanding was uh, that at the time he was going in possibly into rehab. Right. And so this episode was put together quite quickly because of that, maybe. It makes sense because it does kind of come out of nowhere that we just suddenly have a, a non-Fraser F, like he's not in it at all, is he by the beginning? Um yeah, I've got here um that he only appears in two minutes 46 seconds um as he was being treated at the time. And um and so Kelsey's bit was actually filmed at a later date and tacked onto the episode before broadcast. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. Um, wow, well, it's kind of a shame for Kelsey. Obviously, you know, everyone has their struggles. Um, I, th- I do think Niles does, does well in this episode to carry it. I mean, you're going to ask someone to carry an episode. David Hyde Pierce is an unbelievably safe pair of hands. Um, and I think he does a good job. Um, the coffee cone, I haven't also been able to speak to Steve about this because presumably he was also going to send this 24 hours ahead of now when we normally record. Um, but I've got two which is just Fraser and, and uh, Niles at the beginning, which brings us to 110, I think, uh, overall. Oh. Um, and Niles is basically... No, Fraser is buttering up Niles for requests now. Does Niles's Could the request for a favour be far behind? Um, I mean, do you think... Do you think Niles would maybe be a little bit more receptive to wanting to do this after like he had such a success during Fraser Crane's day off and he's so jealous of Fraser's celebrity? Yeah, I mean, he has done it before. Yeah, so and done not- it well. Yeah, and he and he's flourished in the role and things like that. So it's not a new thing, really. It's, it's very much a sort of a repeat of Fraser Day's day off in some some ways. Mm. Um, I did I just butcher that sentence because in my head it sounded like I just said like Fraser Day's crane off or something like that. I I'm so used to hearing the scent the word that I don't. I think I heard it correct whether you said it correct oh, or okay. not. Um, so, only the recording will know when I listen yeah. back. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's a bit of a, a strange one. I mean, what do you think of the opening bit about um, Brie? Do you, do you like that anecdote? Do you think it's funny? Or... I I'll be honest. There's some line deliveries that are really lovely and funny here. Um, you only spent one evening with Brie. Um, like the delivery of that kills me as well as shall I refresh your memory? Um, <laughs> but then the rest of it, like the dog, and it's very outlandish. Um, yeah. but like. I, also, don't believe that Fraser would have waited three years before calling in this favour. Um, there's no way he's like has got his shit together enough to have not needed Niles for something major between now and, and then. Um, so that's hard for me to believe. The, you asked that question, I, I, I feel like you maybe don't love this. I just find it a weird... I don't know, it just doesn't land for me. As a it's story. just a weird way of getting Niles to do the show, isn't it? Like, Yeah. Yeah, and it feels somewhat unnecessary given, as we say, I don't think Niles will be that uh, objectionable to doing it. Mm. You know, no, so. I, I'm with you. Um, obviously, nobody wants my nature. Um, you know, listeners after everyone's job in the, I think it was Agents of, in America. She's the one gunning for Father Mike. I think. I think so. So yeah, my mate Helen Grogan, you watch out for she, her. She's all peace and love on the outside, but inside, you know, she's a real tough she cookie. Will, she will turn you into compost very quickly. She will indeed. <laughs> um, this kind of just made me think about how like Gardener's Question Time is just really popular here in the UK. I mean, I'm not sure how familiar you are with Gardener's Question Time, but it's on like BBC Radio Four. I don't know um, if it's on. 
you ever listened? I've listened to it every day, mate. Do I, you? I, I, to go I'll to sleep. I'll put it in my diary. Like, do you? No, never never no miss an episode. to bother me three or four. God, <laughs> I, have, I don't know if it's on every day or every week. I feel like it might be weekly. Um, oh, I just but... tape and listen to the same episode every day. <laughs> it is really popular. Um, you know, I just... We like our gardens here in, in the UK. Probably... Even more so, I think there's a more big, bigger gardening culture here than there is in maybe America, only because so much of America is like, you know, suburbia and, and whatever, which is quite like different to what we have. Yeah, it, it's interesting. I remember speaking to someone in Germany once and it was like the difference in how we regard like parks and things like that compared to how they regard like a park. Um, and apparently it comes down to the fact that in one country, I forget which way around it is this there's more of an abundance of gardens in one country compared to the other. Mm. And so the country that doesn't have many gardens places a far greater emphasis on their parks. That's really true. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I, yeah, I wouldn't know which way around it was because I feel like we have lots of gardens in the UK. So that makes do, me we have like quite small gardens generally. Mm. Yeah. So maybe they have either they don't have gardens at all in Germany. So they all go to the park or um, they all have bigger gardens and therefore don't go to the park. I feel like they don't have gardens in Germany. And so they put greater emphasis on their parks. Mm. I mean, if I like lived in like a city like London or New York or something, you know, I would, I would really make use of the parks. Sorry. Yeah. I'm <coughs> also, that is a huge generalization on my part. It's like, in, you know, in Germany, they don't, they have, don't gardens. have gardens in Germany. <laughs> never came to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I, I kind of get it. Like, and I think there's something nice about if you lived in an urban area, or, like you lived in London near a park, you suddenly place a lot of, you know, stock in that green space. Um, you do, yeah. And the fact you have to travel to it instead of there's a, you know, it's, a, it's not as good as having your own garden, presumably, but like, you know, it's good that it exists. Um, so yeah, we the, the sandpaper tongue in his ear did not belong to little Hervé. Um, Hervé is her name because I know that was the name. I can't remember his surname. The name of the um, the actor that played Nick Knack in The Man with the Golden Gun, who I think tragically oh, right. died, you know, kind of middle age because of like health complications. Obviously, I think he had dwarfism or something. Um, but yeah, there was a film called My Dinner with Hervé. Oh, I, I fully expected you then just to go, a sandpaper tongue. Where a sandpaper tongue does not belong. Does not belong. That's exactly what was happening here. Um, the fact that Bree's tongue was so coarse is is alarming. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's move on. Niles is in KCL now. He's agreed to do the show. Linda, Linda, like, do you know, do you know how annoying that is? And no one's listening to you. Um, I, I I've got something here. What what do you think he calls the cat? Um. I mean, I can tell you that KCL. Oh, yeah, don't, don't look at KCL because I've just looked at KCL. What did okay. you hear when you heard him call the name the cat? I don't remember. Because <laughs> I am adamant he says Marie. He pronounces it really weirdly. And then, obviously, Linda goes, oh, my God, it's working. What did you say to him? I was like, him? And KCL has got it as Murray. Now, I am I am adamant I did not hear Murray. Now, in my head, I'm hearing Moray. Moray, yeah. Yeah. It, it's like a really strange pronunciation. Um, Murray. Murray. I feel like I need to go back and listen to it again. I might have to. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, Bulldog obviously comes in now and starts ragging on 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 uh, Niles and his lack of sports knowledge. Um, what kind of injury kept Niles from what sport when he was in prep school slash university? I can't quite remember. It was definitely, he was captain of the croquet club, wasn't he? He was, but what tragically befell him? I, I think, is it an inflamed instep? It is an inflamed okay. instep, <laughs> um, which kept him from the croquet club. You ever played croquet? I have not. It's the one where you knock it through the like little things. Yeah, like between your legs. Um, yeah. It's quite boring, um, you know. It's like a fun lawn game if you've got like family around for a barbecue. Um, I'm going to be honest, I've never been at a barbecue. Hey guys, you want to break out the croquet? <laughs> <laughs> no, we have like a, a child set or something okay. for like the twins. And yeah. um, I feel like, yeah, it's one of those things if you've got kids, you'd do it. Yeah. Like in terms of like actual adults competing against one another, it's yeah. dreadful. You know, the thing <laughs> is, my family's too competitive. So if we do anything like that, 
you can guarantee my granddad will stand in your ear and cough the second you go to hit the ball. <laughs> what? I've done in touch, right? In touch, yeah. My family are identical. Um, I just think it's a thing with families. Um, just unbelievable. Um, I actually had a look up to see if Reggie McLemore was actually a real-life basketball player. I, I yeah, I wondered whether it was like they've got a real basketball player in to do the part. But I, um, I thought, um, did you did you come across anything interesting? I well, my first thought was that we. It wasn't because um, when he comes on for the first time, the audience, obviously if they have a celebrity, usually the audience is like a round of applause. Mm, um, and there true. is there's no applause when you see um, him for the first time. So I don't I don't think he is famous. I think it's just... No, I, I think yeah. it's just an actor. But when I was looking it up, I did find there was a basketball player who actually does look a fair bit like him called Reggie Miller, who played okay. for the Pacers Um and was active around the time that this episode was filmed. So that was, I was initially, I was like, hang on, is this Reggie Miller playing Reggie McLemore? Like, is there something going on here? But no, it's a, IMDB has it as a completely different person. Um, IMDB says um, Lorenzo Newton. Mm. That is a good name. Man, you, you call your kid that, they're going to be an actor. You know what I mean? They're going to do something big, aren't they? They're like, do there's, no, there's no accountants out there called Lorenzo Newton. That, no. that kid's no. becoming a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> um, now he, he accosts Niles in the in the corridor and wants a bit of impromptu therapy. Um, Very progressive outlook for Reggie. I feel like in sports, like seeing a psychiatrist and that has only really like kicked off it's now a big thing like sports psychiatry and things like that and that's 10 years or so oh massively um, like in terms of seeking help yeah but i feel like reggie's really ahead of the game and like sees a psychiatrist ahead of the game ahead of the game there you go um, um also more impressively um not paying for it getting free free psychiatry very true and i like how many psychiatrists do you think would be willing to give you like five minutes of their time you know pro bono i mean Maybe to the extent, obviously, he's a wealthy guy. And if Niles thought he could develop into something, he might do something. But yeah. I don't know. It, it is a bit of a strange one, that Because mm. even when Niles sort of suggests book an appointment, and like Reggie shoots him down instantly. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I was like, I could schedule a session. Um, which, the way he says, I know nothing about sports psychology. I wonder if he means he's going to run the session or he'll schedule it with like someone else who, who's like an expert in that or I, does he I need to the, go away and swat up? I got the impression that Niles was going to do it. I mean, mm. surely, I mean, psychology is psychology to a degree. Whether yeah, you're... I'm not sure how much different sports psychology is because it's yeah. like all stuff comes down to the same basic needs exactly. and, yeah. and desires and... You know, um, not not to completely reduce psychology to like you know a, a sentence or so. Um, it's an extremely complicated. I thought like you just summarised life in a sentence. It all comes down <laughs> to the same basic needs and desires. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we um, should just start a psychology podcast today. Just get into massive trouble for giving out terrible advice. I I do love though the little bit between Reggie and Nas. I love the bit about the line. Every time I get my every time I get my hands on the pill, I choke. <laughs> You tried to mash it with a spoon. A spoon? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the, the dribbling line, amazing. Dogged copy of Middlemarch. The way um, Reggie looks at Niles after the delivery of that line, it's like, you may have other memories. <laughs> just <laughs> absolutely phenomenal. Um, just, yeah, I really I really like this. Like, I don't know, it's the fact it's in the KACL corridor as well. Like, Niles is there and we don't really see this space used. And it's just, you know, a little bit. And like you see, you can see Bulldog and Ross through the window of the booth and, you know. I just love the extent to which people can just wander around KCL on their own. Like, yeah, evidently, like Frazier gets Niles in very easily. Like, I wouldn't have thought, generally speaking, an on-air personality can just like, I can't do it, but I've got a mate, and he's going to step in for me. And, yeah, and they're like, yeah, sure, that sounds like a good. He's good got idea. absolutely no media training. Here he is. <laughs> um, yeah, and like, yes, yeah, so we have the um the the dribbling line back in the booth. Bulldog is, is still plying his trade against Ross. And he's like, oh, if you're into such athletic men or whatever, why wouldn't you go on a date with me? I mean, you're setting yourself up for a fall there, Bulldog. I mean, what kind of a question is that? I find it quite a weird delivery, actually. So do I. It makes me a little uncomfortable watching I, it. I just don't find it believable. I'm glad you flagged that because I really didn't I didn't buy what he said. He said the way he says it is really like over over process like he's yeah. he's thought about that line too much and it, it doesn't really seem genuine coming from bulldog i don't feel like it because he asks it in quite a genuine way like he's yeah like why, why don't he's you not, date me or something he's not going for any like you know 
pickup line or anything like that. It's basically just him asking around. It's just it, it comes across across quite strange and uh, mm-hmm. as you say processed. I think overthought maybe. Yeah, like, I think Ross's delivery of "You must be this tall to go on this ride" is good um, yeah. and kind of brings this brings the exchange back to what we expect. Um, but yeah, yes, yeah, some, something just a little bit off there about Bulldog's delivery. Um, what else have I got here? Oh yes, oh, I think I think the last thing actually in KSEL after that line is the the dog-eared copy of Middlemarch line. I've kind of got the chronology a little bit out. But um, any other comments before we move over to Fraser's apartment that we've missed? Uh, no, I, I think that's about it. I do love the bit when um, like the high five sort of thing and the fact that oh uh, yeah, I, I know this. I'm like I, I think like it's more like a fist bump in my own head. I think, but mm, um, yeah, it is. Yeah, like. Um, I just don't, I have steps. I just I don't, I don't, <laughs> like Nazi's sort of naivety and sort of innocence in a way is quite refreshing. I think. Yeah, it's quite endearing, and I, and I think like Reggie doesn't like take the mick out of him. He's like you know yeah. kind of finds he, it nice. I feel like Reggie looks to him like a sort of a younger brother. It's like, oh, that's yeah. Yeah, I think so. It's like man, yeah. you are the whitest guy I've ever met. <laughs> like, you know, um, that's definitely what he's thinking. Um, so makes I hate to say this, Martin in this episode. Um, oh, well, maybe it, it's different once he goes to the basketball game, but in the apartment, he's insufferable, like he's so rude to Daphne, and then he's really rude to Niles in a way that's just like, I just don't find it funny. I was just getting annoyed at him. He tells him to like, be quiet or shush like five times across the pair of them. It, it's weird because I always, I coming into this one, um. I thought our head game, I remember, it's one of the ones I know from the title, I thought it's a really strong episode, um, and it's going to be a tough one to choose between Niles and Martin. And then watching it, I'm like, actually, Martin's not great in it. Like, not not as in um, the performance, but in terms of the character. Yeah, he's not written well, is he? He's not great. Um, I do love Daphne's comeback of... Quiet, this is my favorite commercial. <laughs> oh, don't do that. I'll give the floors waxy build. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, don't do it. Don't do oh, it. No. I do love that. Yeah. I mean, also, one thing I can't tell if I like or not is him basically shushing them so he can watch the replay again and then doing the same delivery, the same line of give it to Macklemore, Macklemore. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Like, I, don't, I don't know if I like it or not because I get that that's the point of the joke. But it's very unbelievable that mm. you would. I mean, I would trust someone to watch a replay, but I wouldn't repeat the exact same wording I've just used. No, I'd probably be more analytical when watching the replay thirty seconds later. Yeah, you know. So yeah, I, I'm not sure if I like it or not. I can't decide. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't, I didn't buy that. Um, it's just yeah, kind of frustrating here. Um, they're just really leaning into the the Martin as curmudgeon sports fan kind of you know aspect to his character here and. Um, I, I, lo- I like it when Martin and Daphne realise that, you know, after the shout out from Reggie that, that Niles did this and it's like, you know, you did, you turned Reggie's gay around in two minutes. Like, maybe I should spend a few hours on the couch with you. Where with Niles? It only takes two minutes. <laughs> so, so good. It's so cleverly done. I mean, also, I mean, do you find it strange that Reggie gives him an actual shout out on it? Like, I feel like people, he'd be like, you yeah, know, I saw a psychologist and really got my game together. Mm. I find I'm, it strange I, that he literally pinpoints the man who did it. Like I also, I find it even hard to believe he'd mentioned he was having therapy on on a cat on an interview. As we've just said, you know, him coming and, and seeking it out on his own is 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 kind of kudos enough. But like to to be fully open about it on on a post match interview seems a little far fetched. To see, yeah, to name Niles is obviously like just extraordinarily convenient for the plot in terms of yeah believability. Yeah. Um. I think after after he gets the sherry and he kind of makes the uh, the the kind of comment that you know I've been a sophisticated um, for sixteen years, sixteen years, etc. Um, I can't remember if there's in, there's too much more in this scene because my next bullet point is him back at KSCL to continue Fraser's show. So many people in the halls that we'll likely never see again. Um, <laughs> sure. Quite haunting in its own way. It's, it's very strange the amount of attention he gets. Honestly, there's so there's just all these people. I'm like, who are you? Will we ever see you again? Where do you live? The guy that knocks on the window, like, who are you? Are you a producer? Are you talent? You know, it's just a bit like it just scares me. It just creeps just, me out. It's a strange one, isn't it? The it amount is. and given the amount of basketball games you were saying, like they play, would it be that big a deal just for one game? I don't I just find it I don't know, maybe. 
But... Yeah, for one game. I don't know if like if he if it was to get them into the playoffs or yeah. it was in the playoffs. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it seems it seems unlikely that like yeah, it, you'd only kind of get that reaction over here if like you turned around someone's form and then they scored the winning in the, in a cup final goal or something. Yeah. You know, like. But um, again, we just see this innocent childlike naivety from Niles again, which continues. And, and now everyone finds it cute and endearing in a sort of similar way to Reggie because he's sort of helped them. Like mm. with him saying, um, isn't gambling illegal? I oh, love that line. Isn't he the cutest? Isn't he the cutest? Uh, <laughs> and like um, Ross is like, you know, it rains, I don't know what, nine months nine out of the year here. Year. Um, take our indoor sports very seriously. I know you always have. <laughs> really nice back and forth there. Um, you're a genius with the less common J spelling. <laughs> His point is still well taken. <laughs> that is such an excellent delivery. Um, and also just the fact that he's got faxes. I mean, how antiquated, man. Honestly, I've never seen a fax. No, I've never I've never sent or received one. I've no. seen a fax machine. It just looks like a printer with a telephone on it. Yeah, um, it's unbelievable. But really, I just... I suppose very much a product of its time, isn't it? The nineties. Although there are some industries that still use, and you know, football clubs still use fax. Hmm. Um, Don't be but... like CFAX and Teletext. Oh, I miss Teletext so much. Teletext was the best back in the day when you, you know, we had like we were still growing up with like one to five on channels, and when the Villa were playing. My three three pm till five pm was literally two hours of just refreshing Teletext, just seeing the scores, <laughs> and that was it. Honestly, man. Just, just simpler times. Now, like, I know when the goal's gone in before Sky Sports know the goal's gone yeah. in with live score. You know, it's it's terrifying. Um, but, you know, that's just the way it is. Um, the cheerleader arrives now. Goodness. Yes. Goodness me. That's, uh, that's all I've written there. Um, which one of you won the game for us last night? I mean, Reggie won the game for you, yeah. cheerleader. You know, not, <laughs> not this guy. Um, so I think Reggie should be getting your love. But yeah. Um, uh, what 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 have I got next here? Um, so my notes are all over the place. Oh yeah, so I think now they cut to um, they're at the game, aren't they? Yeah, just the um, the obviously the oh, I've forgotten the word now. Like the little screen, like um, the wording, the, the little word, the tagline, the title card, uh, title card, title card <laughs> uh, is obviously I. There's the rub. Do you know where that's from? Oh, there's the rub. It sounds Shakespearean to me. It is Shakespearean. Um, quite a famous. Um, if I say the word, then you'll get it. But quite famous, famous soliloquy. A famous uh, soliloquy. Yeah. I don't know. There's there's a lot of soliloquies in, in Shakespeare. A particularly famous one. Then I would have to go with Hamlet. It is Hamlet. Yeah. Is it the to be or not to be? Yeah, I there's the rub. For in this yeah. sleep of death, what dreams may come. Have you played which, Hamlet? I've not played Hamlet, but I know the soliloquy. What? Why? Um, I just like the soliloquy, and I like I like doing it on on stage. To be honest, I felt like I could really bring something new to them. I could do something that no one else in the hundreds. Matt, of years I love that, that man. I love that. I mean, um, I love I love Shakespeare, um, but I don't know any any soliloquies off by heart. I'd love yeah. to learn one. Um, I, I think it's I. There's the rub for in this sleep of death. What dreams may come when we've shuffled off this mortal coil? Oh, I what a classic line! The next line, I think. Yeah, man. God. Um, and this is the bit where everyone's going to go, actually, Kieran, it's from a completely different bit of that soliloquy. <laughs> and you've just got that wrong. <laughs> um, it's been a few years since I've looked at it, but I'm feeling that's it. Yeah. I just I want to just memorize a few more poems in general because I think that's such a nice thing to be able to recite a poem. Yeah, um, I can, to have it with you all the time. I can recite. A, there's one sonnet I can recite off the top of my head. Really? Yeah. Give one, me the first line. Uh, let me not to the marriage of true minds and this impediment. A classic. I, I don't want to... Uh, is that 116? I have no idea what number it is. Okay, all. let me Google, because if it is, like, I'm going to play a fanfare. Let me not <laughs> to the marriage... Oh, it is! Oh, my God. I had 154 sonnets to pick, and I got that it was 116. Wow. Yeah, okay. Man, we should be doing a sonnets podcast. We should do a Shakespeare podcast, <laughs> man. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, a few, a few poems I think I can, I can do by heart now. Um, Stopping by Woods on a Snowy Evening by Robert Frost. Um, one of my favourites and a very haunting poem. That's the one that ends, um, but I have promises to keep and miles to go before I sleep and miles to go before I sleep. Um, very haunting. Yeah. Um, and I recently played in my class last week um, to, to the undergrads, um, the Dead Poet Society, 
Um, oh, love that. What good amid me? No, what good amid these? Oh me, oh life. Answer. I, I that think you are that's, here. I think Dead Poet Society is my favorite film. It's incredible. I just I love Robin Williams. I love like a father. Yeah, like, you know what a guy and. There's so many. I just love that one bit of his. It always really cracks me up. As much as obviously you've got all the really deep moments and profound moments and all the great bits. I love the bit when the, the guy is in the assembly and he calls up and goes, hey, sir, it's guard. Yes, why won't, don't we have girls at the school? And he's like, calling guard. If you'd have called collect, now that would have been brave. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, man, just an absolute hero. I miss him. I miss him every day. Um, oh. But what a film. What a film. Um, they're, at the, they're at the game now, and Daphne's having to translate all of the jargon and slang um, of like being on the hardwood, six feet from the baseline. Um, it's like front orchestra, stage right. Oh, <laughs> It's like you're close enough to feel Placido Domingo's spit. Oh, yeah, she knows a lot, doesn't she, about like um, opera, the orchestra, and all that. Like she knows Placido Domingo. She does. I I think it's less believable that she knows what front orchestra stage right is. Yeah, it's it's all very. I don't know. It doesn't convenient. Just, yeah, it is convenient. Yeah. Yeah, because obviously, typically, well, no, I was just about to say Frasier would be doing that, but Frasier wouldn't know either. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there is there is no one in the world of this show that it should know, that, sh- that should know Oscar and basketball. Uh, yeah, basketball, like in in equal measure. But that said, I do. It is funny. I do like it. So, yeah. <laughs> um, Reggie comes over now. Hey, NC Nancy, <laughs> um, Martin's like, oh, you know, I always believed in you even when you went through that run. All my friends were you, Reggie Hacklemore. Just his delivery of what? What? <laughs> Absolutely kills me. Oh, like God. if I had to pick my favorite line from this episode, it's that delivery of what? Um, just brilliant. I think it's so funny. I mean, I'm not, I'm not completely sold on Lorenzo, um, whatever his name is. Oh, really? Um, I quite like him in this episode. He's likable. Yeah. Um, just yeah, I just I, I don't know, but that the delivery of that line is it's top notch. Given that he's fundamentally, I suppose, quite a selfish guy, he just wants mm. to use Nars for his own purposes. He could, he's very, very likable. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree, actually. Like, yeah, yeah he is kind of using Niles, I mean, but it ends up being like Niles we get frustrated at and Martin more than anything else. Um, the, the guy I hate most is the spectator who's just sitting next to Niles. Like, what a grumpy guy. It's like, oh, you think you got that for the booing? Like, oh. this guy just like turned his game around. <laughs> Wait, like, calm down. Judging a- from that, whatever a field of nachos and cheese, you know, you'll be yeah. throwing up rock bricks all night as well. Um, yeah, just I, I love Niles' delivery of something off the top of my head. I mean, yes. that's quick. That is very quick. Yeah. And um, I love um I, I love Reggie's delivery. He's like, I rubbed your hair because I mean, he said it smelled like peach. I was like, why does this guy wash his hair? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of shampoo do you use, Kay? Um are you are you an exotic fruits man or are you a like you know, it's it's flavored something like you know cool ice or you know <laughs> those typically masculine fragrances. I'm gonna be honest, I use whatever's in the bathroom. So, so whatever Shan has bought. Basically, yeah. <laughs> At the moment, it's got some kind of berries in it. I think. Mm, what kind of brand does Shan go for? Kind of upmarket I, Tresemme, I Alberto know, Balsam. It's like a beigey yellowy color. If that helps. Beige, it doesn't. Okay, it doesn't. It doesn't. Oh, it could be Imperial Lather. Leather it could be, yeah. Do you want me to shout to Shannon and ask what shampoo? Yeah, is? go go and ask. <laughs> go find out. Wait, what's that? Okay, right, listeners. Key is just uh, it's just shouting to Shan to find out what what shampoo they use. He's just muted his mic. He's uh, he's looking rather bemused. They're communicating through a closed door here, but I uh, I sense there's some kind of exchange happening there. Presumably, Shannon is asking, "Why on earth are you talking about shampoo on a Fraser podcast?" And here he comes. We have the Audi version of Aussie shampoo. The Audi. Well, we 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 uh, get our shampoo from Audi, so presumably you and Ike wash our hair in the same fashion. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the things that's really enjoyed this friendship. To be honest. <laughs> no, honestly, we're both you know <laughs> nearly twenty six, decent yeah. sets of hair. Yeah. I mean, Eight. don't say nearly 26. I'm still telling people, like, 25, man. 25, no, no. okay. Oh, Shantaya. Uh, oh, it is Aussie shampoo. Sh- hold, hold up the bottle for me. Let me have a yeah. look. 
It is Aussie, Aussie shampoo. Aussie Miracle Moist. There yeah. we go, man. Any listeners have ever used that? Get get in touch. Give With a review. Australian macadamia nut oil. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Kate. The macadamia nut hair. That is why it's so luscious. Um, now we're back at the apartment. Frazier sent a postcard. Um, I love that I've never seen so many Freudian slips. It's a really good line. It's unbelievable. <laughs> as hard as you're laughing now, just think how, how much laughter there was in a room full of colleagues. And as, that's funny considering they're just sitting there in silent, uh, silence. Rather. I've, I've been to a conference where someone's delivered a good opening line. You're like, bravo, mate. You weren't yeah, on that. You've just that's really you longer to write than your actual speech. And I'm, yeah. I'm impressed. Yeah, exactly. Um, I would love to visit Aspen to be fair but i imagine it would be an absolute tourist hellhole yeah um, and i imagine a lot of the american listeners here will vouch for the fact that going to aspen is just not something you'd ever want to do um one very touristy very bougie because it's insanely expensive um and obviously you'd get like celebrities that go there as well i have a feeling when frazier is dating um what's the name of the the lawyer um in my fair frazier um, oh, um, and desperately seeking closure. I can't remember her name. She's like dated Brad Pitt and stuff. Um, oh, is it? Um, it's not Claire. Um, God. Samantha. Samantha. I think it's Samantha. Um, when he's dating Samantha, I have a, he goes skiing with her and he's, he's telling Niles, like all the celebrities he met, like Puff Daddy or whatever, in some like log cabin. And I have a feeling he says it was in Aspen. Um, I, so. I vaguely remember in one episode of South Park them saying, "Oh, it's like Aspen was twenty years ago." Like, as in, makes sense considering South Park by. is also set in Colorado. Yeah, um, yeah, that would make a lot of sense. Um, so, surprise of the episode here, Kate. Can you just please inform us where the how Daphne's going? But she's going to meet Joe at the movies. When was the last time Joe was mentioned? <laughs> what's, what's going on with this relationship? Honestly, I've got KSL up now. Just going back, when was the last time Joe was mentioned, literally? Was it episode 12 of season three, Come Lie With Me? No, it's got to be later than that. I feel like there's been a reference to Joe. Because then after that, there's Moon Dance. Obviously, she goes dancing with Niles. Um, Look Before You Leap. No, she does something with children there, not not with Joe. Um, I mean, The two Mrs. Cranes. There's no reference to Joe at all. No. And to, that's all about her room. And she's like lusting after Clive. I mean, he's a titan of industry and as handsome as, as handsome ever. as ever. Um, <laughs> like a whole other person. <laughs> um, they've really, really screwed the pooch with, with Joe. Yeah, I'm so like, sorry for Joe. I mean, he was so likable. He's such a um, nice guy, isn't he? That, yeah, that first episode where he comes around to fix everything. That's I, a good guy. I really like that ep actually, and like he seems like a really good fit for Daphne. Yeah, like he's a he's down to earth. You know, they they're obviously attracted to one another. They've really screwed the pooch. Um, they've obviously just thrown him back in here because they thought, oh, we need to give Daphne some kind of love interest or um, he's just, just a bit, nuts. A bit lazy, isn't it? Really, but I suppose yeah. next episode is when he breaks up with her, isn't it? So yes, so, very true. So maybe that's the only reason they're setting that up. Yeah. Um, True, true, true. Uh, Niles talks about his hair having his hair tousled. It, am I right in thinking in the UK we just pronounce that tussled? Yeah, you, you, you would tussle someone's hair, wouldn't you? I'd say you would tussle or you ruffle your hair, yeah, but I like it, it is spelt T O U S L E, like tousle, how the, how the Americans say it. So it's just interesting that we pronounce that tussle, but like, yeah, you know, you tussle someone's hair. Um, I've definitely heard that phrase here, but tousled kind of really stood out to me. It's like I've never, and I have heard, I have heard that either in Frasier or a different show as well, like tousling people's hair. I think it actually might be another episode of Frasier that that's also used. So just interesting pronunciation difference there. Um, Niles obviously doesn't want to go to the game now because he realizes, you know. What do you think of this whole scene? As in Niles' rationale. Yeah. And also, yeah. <laughs> I, the whole scene's a bit weird anyway with Martin and stuff like the joking it's like see what's great about this when was the last time you and I joke like this like you're not joking and this isn't this isn't a thing that engenders jokes he's just got you season tickets to the the Sonics um, I think Niles is being insane I, just, I don't understand it at all he's like oh I can't have people thinking I'm helping him and I'm not 
well then don't tell people you're helping him like people aren't just gonna see you there and go oh yeah that he's he's working under a retainer he's seeing him every week like no yeah. just you're putting that on it's it's a really weird approach from niles there's absolutely no need for it everyone thinks he's a good psychiatrist which yeah. he is um they don't know the reasons behind it He's getting like you know VIP tickets to the Savix. There's I mean, obviously that's not an advantage to him, but there's just no, nothing to lose here. And no, he definitely would not be the same if he had front row left orchestra, whatever seats at the opera. No. You know, he'd be freaking going all the time. Yeah. So, so it, yeah, I'm not a huge fan. I, I, well, I'm not. I, it's funny, and I I like the bit with you know when Martin tries to talk him around. Like, are you a good psychiatrist? Yes, I'm getting my coat. I'm getting my coat. Um, I like that sort of delivery in that little bit, but I don't understand Niles' rationale. It's, yeah. No, I'm right with you, man. Um, I mean, some deliveries of Martin's here are really funny. Like, you know, I don't want to watch it on TV. I don't like beer. <laughs> Just being Such so child, being so childish. Um, but I absolutely love that. Uh, oh, throw it back at me. That's real mature. Um, so <laughs> the final episode, I completely forgot how this episode concludes with the kind of locker room um, and that security guard just like being kind of vaguely homophobic in the background. It's um, weird because for me, I remember, because I, I think, I, I remember him actually physically cutting Niles' hair and like just sort of taking a lock of hair off and sort of walking away, but that's not how it ends. And you don't see that. I've literally just made that up. Yeah, he just, it's kind of creepy. He's like, come and end scene. He's got the scissors behind his back. But yeah, um, but, yeah, like I said, before you rub your hands all over me, we need to talk. Um, <laughs> there's some some great kind of like lines here just for comic relief. But in terms of like, you know, could it be, I don't know. It's a bit odd. Like, just like, just, I, I'd rather Niles have it out with him. And that's not a sexual pun either. Um, would rather have it out with him kind of about his ethics and about what he needs to do, about these kind of double entendres for the security guard thinking, is he talking about his penis? Like, it's just not necessary. Like, it's just a little bit lowbrow for me. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what you think about that. Yeah, um, I agree. I mean, it works, I think, from a comedic perspective. Yeah. It's just a bit of an unfulfilling end for me because I don't really agree with Niles' position. Niles hasn't fixed the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the realistic thing to do would have been for him to just take on Reggie as a client, and in the meantime, just let him rub your head. Yeah, then just, everyone wins. If someone thought they were getting some kind of superstitious boon from rubbing my head, yeah, I, who am I to who am I to deny them the fates? You just say to them, "Look, I'm happy for you to rub my head, but in exchange, you're going to pay me like however much a week, and you're going to come to weekly sessions." And Reggie yeah, would have agreed know. because. He gets the old head pats. Just keep like, me sweet and you can touch yeah. whatever you want. You know, it's <laughs> it's just, you know, it's how it is. I'm not soliciting, but you know, <laughs> um, you know, you know, just just do do whatever you need to. Um, the post-credit scene's quite enjoyable, actually. I normally turn off before I watch these, which sounds blasphemous for hosting a fresh podcast, but can you remember what happens? Is it them playing cards? I think. And does Martin then basically take on the superstition of ruffling Niles' hair. He does. He really ruffles it. That In the post-cred scene, I feel like they, they do everything really exaggerated. I don't know why if they think we're losing concentration or we're not looking or we might I look mean, away and then look back. Words coming from the man who's, oh, you don't usually watch post-credits. <laughs> <laughs> How dare they think we're losing concentration <laughs> underestimating us. Uh, you know what mea culpa you got me you got me, me bang to rights there okay. uh, is, the, is this episode in your top 10 it's it, weirdly enough going into this week uh, I was like oh it's a really strong episode I wonder if it could be could it be one of those that sneaks into my top 10 and then watching it I've been a little bit disappointed not that it's a not a good episode it is but it's just that in my head I remembered it being a better episode than it is and I think in my head, I don't know. I, just, I really like the bits with Reggie, and I'd like to have seen more Reggie. Mm. Um, and and more of that. I'd, I'd like to have seen more of the AACL. Mm. Um, and maybe even have an episode where, you know, Reggie is coming for like a weekly session or something like that. But um, I think given the circumstances that it was written, I imagine put together as an episode pretty quickly um, due to Kelsey's absence. Uh, I think it's a really strong episode. It's a really good episode, but it's not in my top 10. I. Didn't want to interrupt, but couldn't agree more with everything you just said. I remember this episode fondly and re-watching it. I'm like, it's not as good as I thought it was. Yeah, um, yeah and I would have liked to have seen more Reggie. I'd like to have seen less curmudgeonly Martin. Um, 
also, you know, people are going to shoot me, but I just miss Frasier, man. Like, I think his 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 absence in an episode is very telling. Um, Moondance, less so. But then, I don't know, weirdly, knowing he's behind the camera, he's kind of present in his own figurative way. But, um, yeah, like, this is this the sec- only the second episode, maybe, where Frasier's not in it, like, other than Moondance? Um, and, yeah, I do think the show misses him when he's not, not around. So... You know, uh, who have you gone for actor pick? I think there's only one person you can give it to, really. It's such a Niall centric episode. Yeah. Um, I really like Lorenzo, who plays Reggie. I think he does a good job, obviously. I'm pretty sure he never comes back again. So Stickler for our damn rules. Can't break the rules. Can't um, break the rules. Martin, um, you know, as well as John Mahoney does, I, I'm not keen on the character in this episode. Roz just doesn't have enough to do. Daphne has like one really good bit with the commercial, but it's just not enough. I don't justify it. Um, Bulldog, I don't really remember anything other than his like weird delivery of um, "Why don't you date me?" Um, yeah. So I think I think there's no choice but Niles. So I think I've got, to, I've got to give it to Niles. Amen. Preaching to the converted, Niles for my pick as well. Um, at one point, I did I did usher around Martin, and I remembered how much I disliked all of his moments. I was like, "Yeah, what are you thinking? What are you doing? You're just trying to make a decision that's very easy, difficult for the sake of dramatic tension." Um, Kenley Burling here, I'm out on the ground. What did he make of this episode? And what does he rub for good luck? <laughs> Um, (laughs) um, what superstitions does Kennedy have Kay? anything you'd like to share with us that's uh... I I feel like Kennedy is like a full Bond villain and has like a small cat that he just like gets whenever he wants to do a scene he's just rubbing a cat rubbing his I'm not going to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and we were saying that this episode is lowbrow. <laughs> oh, thank you, Q. No further explanations needed. All that remains is to play it. Who's crazy anyway? The word for you this week, Key, is brief. 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 Oh, I've got no idea. Um, my thought is that it must be like Niall saying something like to Reggie. Oh, I've got time for like a brief five minutes. So we have a brief chat. Maybe when Reggie calls him into the hall or something. I can't think in the absence of Frasier, I don't think I can't think of anyone who would use the word brief in the episode. So I'm gonna say it's Niles, and basically it's it's in KACL where Reggie asks for a quick chat. He says, Oh, can I have a word? And he goes, I'm gonna have time for a brief chat, yes. Uh, something like that. So I'm gonna say Niles. I'm afraid, Key. Yeah. You are correct. Oh. <laughs> oh, but it's actually when he's speaking to Daphne and Martin, he says he was on Bulldog's show today. We had a brief session in the hallway. So you're you're thematically correct. Um, you kind of got it just, yeah, slightly later in the episode. But um, it was kind of hard to pick for who's crying for this episode. Um, I don't know, just... The, the, there was a lot of like the same characters talking, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, and I think in the absence of... One of the... A toughest thing is often it's quite easy to narrow it down to Niles or Frasier and it's trying to work out which of them said it um, because of their unique vocabulary in the context of the show. Yeah, that is the um, beauty of having two of them in there. And when one of them goes, it becomes quite easy that it's probably the other one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, shall we hop over to... Tri- uh, no, not, not Trivia Corner. Shall we hop over to <laughs> Listener Mail this week, Joe? Yeah, let's do it, mate. Raz, who's our next caller? Okay, listen, Mal, this week got quite a few responses from many of you. Um, lovely to hear from you all. And the CB goes to, right? It's been listening since the beginning and joined Reddit so I can jump into the conversation. So glad to be in a group of other Frasier fans. The Impossible Dream, brackets the quest, is the most popular song from the musical Man of La Mancha, based on the book Don Quixote by Miguel de Cervantes. I don't know, Cervantes, I'm not sure how you say his surname, never... Never, never quite know. The song has been covered by many, many artists. It's one of my dad's favorite books and one of my favorite musicals. I enjoyed the episode, but I'm honestly surprised it's in Will's top 10. Though I love episodes that feature Gil Chesty Chesterton. I've enjoyed listening and excited to hear more. I originally wanted my username to be Fraser Crane's humongous ass contest, <laughs> but sadly, that is way too long. Um, yet, a couple of people have expressed surprise at this being my top 10, which, you know, all I can say is fair play because i th- this is i want it to be a little bit controversial um, yeah I'd, I'd say surprise rewarding on judgment if you will no judgment <laughs> here no fear here uh but yeah thank you and the cd goes to uh next up we've got abducted flower sack who says uh this is a fun episode <laughs> but, I, <laughs> but 
I'm surprised this could be in anybody's top ten. <laughs> that sounds like judgment to me. <laughs> um, but I love that the show is so strong that everyone's top tens would look complete would likely look completely different. Um, my favorite line in the whole episode is Frasier's co-workers, "Hey, Dream Boy," uh, as she passes the door. Uh, no more than three words, but absolutely hilarious delivery. It's a great delivery. It also reminds me of one of my favourite lines of Niles, a Winnebago boy. <laughs> um, Sydney Aspasket puts, gentlemen, once again, a superb episode. Although this isn't one of my all-time favourites, I have to say I still rate it. Gil is excellent this episode. To be fair, Gil can easily steal the show in any scene. His delivery of lines is second to none when he's on screen. Ham Radio is coming up and he shines even brighter in that one. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that, actually. Anyway, really enjoyed this one. Still shot to Key's diet, Rustler Burgers. Ha ha. As Harry would say, up the villa, wink. Yours, Sydney. Um, next up, we've got Bidon1997, who says, um, great episode again, guys. Still listening every week and popping up again for my once every three months or so comment. Um, when you mentioned accents this week, specifically Wales, I thought I'd drop in my Welsh perspective. We probably don't have as many as the rest of the UK, but the differences are huge between them, considering we're such a small country. In the South, a Swansea accent is probably what everyone would think of as a Welsh accent. So think Rob Brydon, whereas a Cardiff accent is quite quick and sharp on the vowels. So more like uh, Gareth Bale or Craig Bellamy. A Valley's accent is a bit of a mix between the two. So someone like Tom Jones. Mm. Um, The North of Wales is completely different, however. Um, it's quite similar to a soft Scouse accent, sort of Mark Hughes, Robbie Savage, or Reese Iffens, I think. Yeah, Iffens. Iffens. Um, so quite a long niche comment, which I will not be offended if it doesn't end up on the pod, but can't help commenting when it comes to Wales. Oh, well, it's, it's ended up on the pod. It's weird. I always think of, um, oh, what's his name, the Welsh comedian... Um, he did like that work experience. I think it's Rob something. Oh, man. Um, it's not Rob Brydon. It's... I can only think of Rob Beckett, but he isn't Welsh. Oh, this is really going to bug me. Uh, he did one where he did work experience. Rod Gilbert. Oh, Rod Gilbert. Oh, Rob, Rod, Rod Gilbert. Rod Gilbert. Is he Carmarthen? Because I feel like he's... I always think of him as having like a Carmarthen accent, and I don't know how that's different from any other Welsh accent. But... What is Carmarthen? Carmarthen, it's in Wales. How would how would you know if he was from Carmarthen? Because he did accent? a joke once, like um, how he grew up in Carmarthen um, and growing uh, up in Wales, and he was like, "I know I'm from Carmarthen." This is I'm really really sorry to any Welsh listeners. That's really actually quite good. I know I'm from Carmarthen. Um, you know, it's very different here to Wales. You know, in in Wales, like, it's always raining. I remember the first time, right? I I dreamt that it stopped raining. <laughs> You don't forget that first dry dream, do you? Uh, that was a really good impression. That's, that's a my, that's that my a Rob Bride. Not, very my, not my Rod Gilbert. That was yeah. a very good accent, Kay. Um, <laughs> I've recently realised, I'm not going to do it on air now, but I've recently come to realise I can do a very good Kendall Roy impression from HBO Succession. Um, I want to watch Succession. Everyone, everyone's going crazy about it. If anyone's listening, watching Succession, let me know. But yeah, I can do a pretty good Kendall, but it, Succession is literally one of the best TV shows I've watched in like, the last yeah. 10 years. Um, I feel like I should. How can the guy who wrote Peep Show... Which you how yeah how can you write Peep Show and that not be the best thing you've ever written like like he's oh he's got like levels to his game man um just so so good um Reclia puts I've kept a dream diary for about twelve years now I've never read it back oddly enough yeah I I did that on my phone um for quite a while but I've kind of let it slip again but my dream recall's not bad I should try and get back into that I'm in agree with Will's version of Gina from accounting I think I was me lusting after this figurative <laughs> Gina head game what an excellent episode Nas takes centre stage and it just works it was heartwarming to see Nas's advice that the basketball player was working but later it turned to pity as it was revealed rubbing his hair was the trick I'm sure there are others out there who think the absence of Frasier ruins the episode but I wholeheartedly disagree each of the main cast can hold their own episode interesting point I'd yeah I'd love to kind of get a list of how many episodes there are where like it's a different member of the cast kind of holding their own um, like Daphne maybe gets that a little bit in season 7 when she's kind of getting married and stuff there's a lot of Daphne focus um, yeah that's true you know it, it's kind of hard for ever to be fully her Martin I don't know maybe travels with Martin is the closest we've got or Martin does it his way but maybe we, but... but it's it's tough to see them get their own one um, yeah so keep a keep an ear out for that. But thank you, Reckler. Uh, next up, we got Wendell Fung, who says, "Hello, Wendell. What's doing? What's happening?" <laughs> 
Uh, as others have mentioned, The Impossible Dream is the most enduring song from the musical Man of La Mancha. Uh, I'm chiming in because I was lucky enough to see Kelsey Grammer perform the role of Don Quixote in the West End in 2019, also featuring Nicholas Lindhurst, so two sitcom legends for the price wow. of Wow. That is incredible. I'd have loved to have seen it. I remember at the time when it was being advertised, wanting to see it. And really? It. But I love Kelsey and I love Nicholas Lindhurst, who is an absolute legend as well. He is. Um, we briefly managed to meet Kelsey after the show at the stage door. I was a bit lost for words, but managed to thank him for Frasier while he kindly took the time to sign our programme, shake hands and snap a photo. Oh, it'd be so cool to meet Kelsey. I, mean, I you, can't. If you met him, would so you mention you're doing a Frasier podcast? Uh, I think I'd regret it if I didn't, but I think I'd probably forget to mention it in the, I feel in the he panic. Didn't see you look around and be like, what are you paying royalties? What's, yeah, what's it's like, going do you use our theme show? You know? <laughs> and do you have a, a questionable character called Kennedy Burley that like, brings <laughs> our show into disrepute? You know? And honestly, I was just like, Kelsey, I'm in the, the remake, can you write in a character called Kennedy Burley who's never seen, <laughs> but he's always off stage? He's always off stage, yeah, a bit like Maris, you know. <laughs> Um, it turns out that uh, KG is not the only Frederick cast member to play the role of Don Quixote. Uh, the character has also been played by Brian Stokes Mitchell, who we of course know better as the mighty Cam Winston. Mm. If only we could get the two of them together in some sort of operatic showdown, that certainly would be a hot ticket. It would. Um, very much enjoying the podcast, nearly caught up now having started listening in the summer. Um, I especially enjoy the compare and comparison between the US and British cultural references, social norms and life experiences as I share my life with an American, uh, Mrs. Fung being from the Midwest and Wendell being from the Midlands. Um, our wow. joint TV watching frequently to fun discoveries of transatlantic differences that we would otherwise never have thought about. At the risk of sounding cliche, the world is a better place when we acknowledge our, our ignorance and come together to laugh at our differences rather than allowing them to divide us. Gentlemen, I salute your efforts. What a, a wonderful message. That is a lovely little little ending quote isn't it that's really really nice and it's bang on absolutely correct um we should be spending our time mocking whether we say pavement or sidewalk rather than um rather know, than oh yeah that to divide us f your military and yeah, yeah whatever <laughs> um the fact that he's from the midlands and, and his partner is from the midwest i love that i mean that's like that's like my dream right there. You know? As someone from the Midlands, I always think that we never go anywhere. So it's quite weird that we've met other people. Exactly. Like, I, I just love the kind of simpatico there, the Midlands being the Midwest of the equivalent of the UK. And that's just yeah. nice. Um, Swan Pepper, I don't know what a dream this would be classed as at. However, I remember having a dream where my parents had died. I was at their funeral, but I wasn't crying. But I was crying because I wasn't crying. I woke up and I was actually crying. My cheeks were so wet, so was my pillowcase. With sleep paralysis, I've never had it. However, apparently it is common. People sleep on their back. Yeah, I've heard that. Um, Lord of the Rings Return of the King has so many teary moments. You bow to no one. What a line. With Key's excellent culinary skills, when he talks about the Rustler burger, he should have applied for the position of chef. It all seen it. I remember those burgers over here and had them the odd time. Nice and easy. However, I would say they would not be high in nutrition. They Thank you, Swamp Pepper. I don't, think I don't think they'll hide anything. I mean, I mean maybe I'm, cardboard content. But. Yeah, exactly. I don't know the newspaper content of them. But, um, <laughs> they're very nice. I recommend them. Mm, I'm <laughs> not, sure not you do. Many. It's not good for you, but they're good. <laughs> um, and I think last comment, I think, is Miss Worcester22, who says, Hey, guys, uh, we missed you. So nice to have you back with arguably one of the best seasons of Frasier to keep us entertained this autumn and winter. Uh, at least two of my top tens are in this season, and I'm so excited to hear the reviews. Mm. The Impossible Dream is a fun episode, and you might find it surprising to hear that I've successfully gone through counselling and therapy before, where my dreams played a big part in getting my mental health to a better place. After very vivid dreams, I would have a pen and pad next to my bed, and I wrote down everything I could remember. And often, what I found was that the dreams more so exposed insecurities rather than desires. By analysing your dreams, I believe you can understand more about yourself. Um, it works for me. It might not work for everybody, and I respect that we're all different. I'm really excited to see who's in Club Sherry when we get there in a few weeks. Um, I feel like you two are going to clash. Kindest <laughs> kindness, Amy, run for your life. Oh, lovely stuff. Thank you for sharing that, Amy. Um, I very much agree that I think my dreams are representative of my insecurities. I mean, yeah. I mention this all the time. I'm someone who's got like a pretty overactive bladder. It's a bit of a medical mystery at this point. You know, I've been for a billion tests. We don't know what's going on. Um, I dream, I would say, three times a week about where I'm searching for a toilet 
um, or I find the toilet is locked or I'm in the toilet and there are like loads of people in there like trying to watch me go or like the, the cubicle door won't lock. Sounds really comical, but I mean like that's obviously because it plays on my mind a lot and it's just like, you know, it's it's amazing how that's manifest into my dreams. One like recurring dream I used to have, I used to have it night when I was like learning to drive, the night mm. before my driving lesson every week, I'd have a dream that I was driving a car and just couldn't find the brake and I was completely out of control. See, that, that sounds and, so cliche. Like, oh, there's no way that dream would ever happen to me, but it did. Like, what the hell? And it was literally me just literally trying to swerve past people and trying not to hit them because I was going so fast. And that is one of the reasons I hate driving. Honestly. <laughs> when was the last time you were behind the wheel of a car? Yeah, when I passed my test. Holy so, hell. That was like seven and a half years ago. Do you think you'll ever get a car? I think if I had like kids, then I'd probably need to. Do you um, think you have to take a test again? No, I definitely have to do refresher lessons. Yeah, um, I could do them with you, mate. I'm, I'm, I, I'm like a seasoned pro out there. I don't want to put anyone's life in jeopardy. No, um, we'll go up the industrial estate. You know, <laughs> hopefully not get arrested for cruising. <laughs> yeah, um, but that is an option. If it comes down to it, mate, me and you will do refresher lessons. We'll go to Cozal Industrial Estate after dark. <laughs> <laughs> no questions asked. <laughs> No further questions needed. <laughs> no you. further questions needed. Um, thank you, everyone, that got in touch this week. Really lovely to hear from you all. Next week, it's mixed doubles, a firm fave um, with a lot of uh, a lot of Fraser fans. Um, really excited for that one. Rodney, the ludicrous Pop and Jay, um, who gives his name, of course, to a, a regular listener of this podcast. Um, really, really looking forward to that. Any any final comments, Kay? <laughs> you ask me this every week you know i'm meant to come up with something no no you just shake I, your I'm head i'm surprised when it comes up um <laughs> i think it's nice Macklemore. To give... Macklemore. Macklemore. i think it's nice to give you the final line of a podcast of the podcast because i feel like i talk over you way too much in them and i don't I'm, mean to everyone's here for you well this is that is not true that's not right. true um but you know as like I, the... I think we should actually call this podcast handsome william carroll plus one <laughs> shut up yeah that is enough uh but other than that i've been will i've been Kay, and thank you very much for listening to we're listening hey baby i hear the blues are calling toss salads and scrambled eggs oh my and maybe i seem a bit confused yeah maybe but i got you pegs but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs.